How many of you have heard about the Love Your Melon apparel brand? If you have, you may already know that with each purchase, a hat is donated to someone undergoing cancer treatment. But what you may not know is that Love Your Melon partners with over 24 nonprofit organizations to support cancer research and families impacted by a diagnosis. Furthermore, you may not have heard yet about their awesome Love Your Melon campus crew and how college students nationwide can help create a special day for your child and the whole family while undergoing treatment. In this podcast, I sat down with Maria, the president of the Love Your Melon campus crew and a senior at the Southern Connecticut University. She shares with us her personal connection to this organization and why this volunteer work is so rewarding to her. We talk about how planning a special day is both for patients as well as the family unit in a time when their heart is healing. First off, Maria, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight on the podcast. I really appreciate the time that you're taking right now to talk with me and also talk with the audience that's listening to share a little bit about Love Your Melon, the company, and then talk more in detail about your work with the Love Your Melon campus crew. So um, for anybody that has not heard of Love Your Melon, um, I'm going to turn the mic over to Maria so she can kind of talk about what Love Your Melon is. Love Your Melon is an apparel brand that was started by two college students. Um, They actually started it for a class project they had. Um, They came up with the idea to have 50% of every purchase pediatric cancer research Um, and they also donate beanies to children battling cancer Um, so it's a really amazing cause that they have and then they also started love your melon fund which is a nonprofit branch off of the apparel brand Um, and under the love your melon fund they have a bunch of different campus crews all across the country so I just realized that I totally jumped right into it. <laughs> Maria, yeah. can, we, can we backtrack a sec? Go for it. Can you, can you kind of just tell us, you had mentioned Campus Crew. So can you kind of give us a little bit um, of a bio about yourself, like where you're going to school right now, what your major is, things like that? Of course, yeah. Um, so I am a, currently a senior at Southern Connecticut State University in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, I'm studying biology with a minor in Italian. Um, What else? I'm a volunteer EMT um, as of this summer. So that's really something I enjoy. And after college, I'm hoping to either um, go to med school or PA school. I'm still trying to decide on that right now. Wow. Um, That's a lot of things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. Wow. Um, So just to kind of give our audience a little personal story about how we know each other. Um, Maria uh, was part of a group of three women that came um, from Southern Connecticut University. They came to our home and they had a special day with my son. Um, And this was basically one of the first how do I put this? One of the first civilian activities that we did. Cause I kind of feel like once you go through diagnosis and start treatment and everything, you're, you're in a war zone. So Maria, I have a special, you have a special place in my heart and your whole (laughs) team because 
I was so emotional when you guys came and as soon as you all three of you girls just stepped out of the car you were laughing and it was just I was able to put my shoulders down and I remember the first thing that one of you guys said and I'm not sure which one you said we washed our hands and that right there just having you say that to me right off the bat was you gained my trust in a heartbeat so that's the level of just amazing connection that you established with me right away as a parent of a toddler. And I just want to thank you for that because I don't know if I ever got a chance to to tell you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, it was such a good experience. And I think going into it, none of us really knew like what to expect because we hadn't met you guys before. And it was really important to me, especially just to make you guys feel comfortable and feel supported because you know you guys are not going through the easiest situation um so I think just we came in trying to take your guys mind off of things and just let you guys relax and have a fun day with us and it definitely was a fun day and it was wonderful because one of your teammates who now has since graduated she was my initial contact that I had been emailing um and she kind of tailored the email to say, you know, the day can be whatever you want. Um, And it was wonderful that, you know, as a parent to kind of feel more in control over what I thought would be a fun day, you know, for my child. So having that flexibility, you know, you guys have given some options like, oh, we could meet at a park, the entire family could come, extended family could come, um, or it could just be as simple as something in the backyard. And, that to me at the time, two months after diagnosis, was perfect to be in control in our backyard. And I think we played chalk and we did bubbles yeah. and <laughs> it was just really relaxing and not stressful. And Maria, I know you and I got a chance to kind of talk on the side um, yeah. about, you know, some things that might be helpful um, as students get more involved in the campus crew um, in order to understand what the families are going through because um, maybe you can talk a little bit to this, but many of your um, uh, colleagues that join the club, are they affected by cancer themselves or is it open, is it open club to anyone that wants to join? Yeah, so the way it works is we are allotted 20 members to be in our actual crew. And this year it's new. We started um, a separate volunteer group. So that way we can have more people join and we don't have to turn anyone away. Um, And most of the people in our club, they put in an application and we ask them why they want to be part of our campus crew. And the stories that people have are so amazing. A lot of people have had grandparents, moms, um, one person in our crew, her brother, her twin brother actually passed away um, from cancer. So almost everybody in the crew has had a very personal experience with it. And if not, it's just something that they want to, they want to help people and make a difference in some way, whether it's small or just putting a smile on someone's face. Um, So yeah, most of us have had a personal experience, um, but it definitely varies. 
Yeah. Thanks for talking about that because it definitely shines through. Like I said, as soon as you guys came to our home right away, I felt immediate trust. So mm-hmm. that was just absolutely wonderful. Um, so thank you for that. And also, can you talk a little bit about the Love Your Melon Fun and how you guys provide, you know, maybe you can give a couple examples, but how do you provide families like a therapeutic experience if they're in the hospital? Yeah, so um, every year, a couple times a year, we are um, awarded the opportunity to do a hospital visit where um, they have signups that go live on a website that we're all connected to. And if we're lucky enough to get a spot, we get to go to the hospital. We bring a bin full of beanies, all different colors, and we wear our superhero capes. And we go into the hospital and visit the kids, whether they're receiving treatment at the time or they're just in their rooms. And we try to put a smile on people's face and make everybody feel welcome. And I know last year we went on a hospital visit and there was one little girl who we just played with for probably like 15 minutes. And you could see her mom, the look on her face. She was so happy and she was able just to sit and talk with other adults and not have to be on top of her daughter. And she knew that she was having a fun time. And I think experiences like that, it shows you what a smile can do and just bringing someone a beanie and you could tell that it really helps the family and just allows them to relax and even just have a couple minutes where they're not being consumed by the thoughts of their child being sick they're just watching them have fun and be a kid. That's such a great point because as you were saying that, I had a wonderful experience of um, actually being able to have an entire cup of hot coffee the other day (laughs) and it was heaven. (laughs) Yeah. It was absolutely heaven. And just, you know, little things like that where we've had to be obviously inpatient during diagnosis, but we had a planned hospital stay and then an unplanned hospital stay. And like you just said, Maria, having one or five minutes as a parent just to be still and enjoy that cup of coffee, enjoy that, you know, beverage that you're drinking or to go down to the Starbucks and get a nice coffee is just wonderful. So what you guys are doing, you know, inside the hospital and outside the hospital um, really definitely made a difference for my family and put a smile on my face. And we have an awesome video of, you know, Ollie laughing because everybody, you guys brought such joy to such a dark time when it was dreary and it was gross in April. Um, So I can only imagine, you know, those parents that are stuck in the hospital for months on end having things to look forward to definitely, you know, helped is helping us right now. So, mm-hmm. um, so I can just imagine, you know, parents that would plan, okay, you know, they're coming in a week and let's kind of get ready. So, um, it's really something that I can imagine a lot of other parents and children looking forward to. We'll be right back. Really important to, like you said, it put a smile on your face as well. And I think if the parents, aren't taken care of and their mental health is not like put first and they don't have time for themselves their child you know 
they need the strongest support system they can get. And I think if the parent is doing well, that strengthens their support system and the child can feel it and it makes them more motivated and then be able to have more fun when they do have time to be a kid. So I think it's important to take care of everyone in the situation, not just the child going through it, but the family and support system as a whole. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. Um, So I was wondering, can you talk a little bit about some of your other nonprofit, because this is a nonprofit, Love Your Melon Campus Crew is nonprofit, correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. So what are some of the other nonprofit partners that you work with? Yeah. So we have um, 24 nonprofit partners and throughout the year, we get the opportunity to either do tabling events on our campus um, for them which is really fun. So we're actually planning um, a tabling event with DKMS and um, they're a nonprofit organization that works to recruit bone bone marrow donors. Um, And we are in the process of planning it with a representative where we're actually going to have on-site swabs for students to use, which is really exciting because we've never had the on-site swabs before. So we're hoping to get more people Um, And another really good one is the Pinky Swear Foundation, and they actually work to provide financial support to families, which is really important. And I don't think a lot of people, that's not something that comes to their mind when they think of a family with a child going through cancer, um, that the financial burden that's placed on them. So that's a great organization that can help people feel more financially comfortable during that time. You know, as you were just talking about those two organizations, they won the first one, the DKMS. I actually just signed up to be the match. I, awesome. um, yeah, I did. And I actually just got my donor card in the mail last week. That's so cool. So, um, for anybody that's listening, if you're interested in learning more about bone marrow transplant and, um, getting the cheek swab and, and, joining the registry, I highly recommend you checking out bethematch.com. It -hmm. is a wonderfully put together, informative website that is not overwhelming. And it was just enough information for me to feel like this makes sense for me. This is my choice. And um, it's something that I'm in control of that I wasn't able to donate platelets, so this is something that I feel like, okay, I can help the next person. Um, and there, I could go on about the Be The Match um, organization because through the website, through my research, I learned so much about it. But kind of high level, um, as children go through, or pretty much anybody goes through chemotherapy, uh, depending on how much they get, it basically wipes out everything and mm. all of their immune system, all of their white blood cells. And so there are times where somebody would need a bone marrow trans transplant. And what that is, is their stem cells basically. So high level, don't have to get into details, but <clears throat> basically you donate your bone marrow and then there's the stem cells that get transplanted into a recipient and those cells 
from you, those stem cells go on to rejuvenate their body, which is just mind blowing to me. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it is absolutely incredible that we have that skilled amount of research that can change and save people's lives. You know, many times people hear about blood donation, how important that is. Um, but bone marrow donations are just as important. So again, if anybody is curious or, you know, you have any questions, feel free to go on bethematch.com. Um, and they are a plethora of knowledge and um, can help you make a decision if that's, you know, the right choice for you. Um, and then Pinky Swear, I, I actually, I went on the website. It's funny that you mentioned that, Maria, because I went <laughs> on that website um, a couple of weeks ago. And the story behind how that started was a little boy um, who was diagnosed. I'm not sure what his diagnosis was, but he Pinky sweared to his dad that the, I think all the kids on the floor would get Christmas presents or get mm-hmm. special presents. And he took all of his money in the bank and cashed it and bought everybody presents. So that pinky swear, you know, that's coming from a, a child that's going through treatment. And he was able to give on and his family's able to give on in his name. Um, so those are two wonderful organizations that um, I'm really glad you talked about those, Maria. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, and yeah. again, people can hop on the website and check that out too. Uh, I think it's, no, I'm actually not sure, but you can just Google pinky swear and I'm sure it will come up. Yeah, um, I think it might be just like pinkyswear.com or pinkyswearfoundation. It'll be easy to find. By any chance, work with Alex's Lemonade Stand? We do, yes. Um, so one of our, we have challenges that we need to complete um, through the Love Your Melon Fund. And one of those is to host a tabling event. Um, for Alex's Lemonade Stand. And unfortunately, since we're a nonprofit, we're not able to um, collect any money, monetary donations to give to Alex's Lemonade Stand. Um, But we basically try to raise awareness for the foundation because it is such an important message. And we need more and more funds to help um, research pediatric cancer because only 4% of funding goes to pediatric cancer. Um, So Alex's Lemonade Stand, they work to raise money to provide children with the research and potential treatments that they need to get better. And again, that one's near and dear to my heart because this weekend I'm actually running the Newport Half Marathon. And while I was training, I thought it would be a great idea to fundraise for Alex's Lemonade Stand. And shout out to everybody who donated. We raised over $400 that goes right to research. So we, as a team, collectively raised um, eight hours of research um, in order to go to places like Central Mass where my son's being treated uh, for those research, like Maria said, to go on and develop these amazing protocols and treatments and, and really get better at the treatment protocols so that it's not too much, um, you know, chemo for some kids and it's just more tailored. Um, and the wonderful thing about that is Alex's Lemonade Stand actually 
posts where these funds go to, which hospitals they go to. Because many times, Maria, I don't know if you found this, but, you know, you hear, oh, I'm going to donate to this and this and this. And then your money kind of gets lost in the funnel. Yeah, but that's something we talk about that often, especially with different um, like races that are put on by organizations where you raise the money and you work so hard and then you find out that your money's not actually going where you thought it was or it's not going to the most helpful place. Um, so it's really important to do your research beforehand. And Alex's Lemonade stand, the fact that they tell everyone exactly where your money's going, it makes you feel a lot better when you are donating to them. Yes, good point. And um, also Alex's Lemonade Stand was, again, started by a child, Mm -hmm. um, Alexandra, and um, she started with a simple lemonade stand and all the money that she made went to cancer research. Um, So those are three top organizations, nonprofits that are near and dear to my heart. And I really appreciate you highlighting them. So again, I encourage anybody listening, kind of check those out and see if it's something that you want to get involved in. Um, And Maria, if we can just talk a little bit, um, maybe you can kind of give us some examples about what you actually do on campus. I know you had mentioned holding a tabling event. Can you kind of explain what that involves? Yeah, so holding a tabling event basically means um, we are allotted a space on campus. We usually try to get it in a place where a lot of people walk by during the day, and we pick a certain cause that we're working on. So at the beginning of the semester, we actually did um, something for pediatric leukemia, and we highlighted Ollie in that, which was really fun. Yes, Um, thank you for doing that, because when you sent over the pictures, I literally was just crying tears of joy it was amazing we had so many people show interest and at tabling events our main objective is to educate the campus because I think we are in such a unique situation being college students in this day and age and if we can educate people just so they have that knowledge we can help get more research and funds allocated to pediatric cancer research Um, And we also try to make as many cards as we can to give to the different um, hospitals nearby, especially to um, Yale New Haven Hospital. They have a wonderful um, unit, Smilo, there. Um, So I think this past, yeah, this semester we had about 100 cards made during a two-hour time period. You guys were cranking them. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I (laughs) hope we had some tunes going. Yeah, (laughs) it was really amazing. And it was so fun because everyone coming up to the table, they genuinely wanted to do it. They saw our little sign that said, make a card for a child with pediatric cancer. And they came to us and they were like, can we make a card? And we're like, yes, of course, come make cards, like write whatever you want. And it was really nice to get the whole community involved. And people were asking questions about different types of pediatric cancer and different statistics on it. So we were able to educate a lot of people on campus, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's amazing. Just from having a simple table, like you said, and having a little sign 
um, people want to feel like they're making a difference. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, writing a card, we received so many cards when Ollie was diagnosed. And I, I even took a picture because it just filled, filled my heart up when I had nothing to give and having a simple card saying, you got this, you can do it. I, you know, I'm a stranger basically, but I believe in you that to me, in my own experience, that propels me forward and propels our family forward. Now, other people, it, you know, it may, they may respond differently. Everybody responds differently. But for me, in my circumstance, that definitely propelled me forward. And Maria, when you told me that all the kids that came, all the students that came up to the table and all wrote notes, was it sticky notes to Ollie? Yeah, we took, um, so we had lemons. So it's like oh, a play on right. words. Yeah, lemons for leukemia. And basically everyone who came up to the table, we asked that they bite into a lemon and we took a Polaroid picture of them and they wrote a little message on it. So it was really fun. Yes. And I actually showed Ollie and he was laughing hysterically (laughs) and then he started making funny faces. So then I started making funny faces. So it really brought just so much joy. So thank you because the things that you're doing on campus really are echoing in the, in the halls of the hospital. People will be talking about, Hey, we just got like a boatload of cards from all these students down at the campus. Um, And it really, does make a difference. So thank you for, for heading this up because you are the president of yes. the, um, should, should I call it a club or it's a fund? Um, I think you could say club. Yeah. Okay. So the, the club on campus, you are now the president of it, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have, how long have you been um, involved in the Love Your Melon Club? Um, so I started last October. So it's just about a year. Okay. Wow. And you moved up so quick. Yeah. (laughs) That's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, So we talked a little bit about um, what other organizations that you're involved in, um, but we didn't really get a chance. I know I had mentioned it, but we didn't really get a chance to talk about how your club finds families like mine. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, Basically, we have a database that the fund puts together for us, and it has a master list of families from across the country that if there's someone nearby to us, we can reach out to. Um, But it's also by word of mouth, or we find people from Facebook pages, um, Instagram accounts, all different things. Um, So we kind of just look around and see if there's anyone nearby that is struggling and could use a little pick me up. And yeah, that's really how we find the majority of our families. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that, um, you actually had active searching, I guess. Yes. Sounds a little creepy, but, but (laughs) it's that you're actively looking for families to help Mm -hmm. because the way that I contacted you guys, I, of course, when Ollie was diagnosed, I feel like I signed up for everything and anything um, that I thought would help us. And I went on the Love Your Melon website. And then I believe there's a link on that main page website um, where you can click on it and then request a um, complimentary hat yes. with the diagnosis. And I think that's how um, 
your uh, friend got in touch with me. So that's how I I got on the database, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, actually have an email address. If there's any other families um, that would like to get in touch with Love Your Melon Fund and find a crew near them, they can email Ellie at loveyourmelonfund.org and she will be able to get you connected and find a local crew near you that could help you guys out. Okay. So Ellie, can you just spell out her name? Of course, E-L-L-I-E at loveyourmelonfund.org. Okay, awesome. Now, is she a campus crew member or is she at the headquarters? She's at the headquarters. Okay. So is she your contact, your direct contact with Love Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So she heads all the campus crews. It's her and one other girl. Um, and they're like the best point of contact for us. Okay, wonderful. And that's so funny that you just mentioned that because my next question was, what is an email address where if this is sounds like something that a family wants to get involved in, how do they get in touch? So thank you for already answering my question before I even asked it. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Yeah, I really appreciate the time that you took to talk about Love Your Melon and the Love Your Melon um, crew, campus crew. Um, like I said, I had such a wonderful, memorable experience with you and the two other girls that came to our home. And it was just a nice, non-stressful way to get back into civilian life. And it was comfortable. And it was, again, whatever we wanted to do. And it was bubbles and chalk and you guys came with a bunch of goodies for Ollie and it really put a smile on our faces. So thank you again, Maria. I really, really appreciate you breathing some life into this wonderful organization. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so happy we were able to come and now we have a good friendship with you guys and keeping up with Ollie and everything. I think it's something really special that we're doing and it's really exciting to see that we're actually making an impact on families lives because it's one thing to like hear about it and hear about this club that they have going on but being able to actually work with families and see the children firsthand it's something really special that I'm very happy that I get a chance to be involved with well we're very happy that we are involved in this and I highly recommend it um again They'll, the campus crew will tailor it to whatever you know, you're know you comfortable with or what your child's comfortable with. Um, but one thing I wanted to add, too, is that this isn't a one-time thing. Because I think no. I remember her, your, um, your um, friend that came, she said that you would come annually. Yes. Yeah. And that, again, that's like so nice because I'm a planner, Maria. I, yeah. love, I love my calendar. I love my checklist and I love to make short-term and long-term plans and to have something in the back of my mind and think, well, nothing's really going on in April because it's still kind of that wintry, like could be a little cold, could be warm. And to kind of have that on the calendar already and say, okay, next April, the crew is coming. Yeah, It just makes me feel with a little pep in my step, like, okay, we're, we're going to get through this. Um, and also 
just a heads up, Maria, it's going to be a big party because we're going to be that <laughs> much further in treatment. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. So I got to come up with a cool theme. <laughs> yeah, but, we can work on that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, Maria, thank you so much. And just in closing, um, you know, when I have people on the podcast, I love to just know what makes you, you tick. So my question is, what motivates you to do this kind of volunteering? Because all of this is volunteer work for you, correct? Yes. Yeah. What motivates you? I think, well, I've had personal experience. Um, cancer. My aunt passed away, um, was it, I think, two years ago now. Um, so I saw firsthand how it affects the family. And although she was not a child, I think cancer is cancer. And it kind of, it takes a toll on everyone around you. Um, and we also had, in my town, we had um, two um, elementary school girls who were diagnosed with cancer on the same time. And one of them actually ended up passing away. And to see the support that my whole town was able to give to these families and the impact that we made on them, it was something very special. And when I heard about the opportunity to do it through my campus, I jumped on it because I think it's really important that people feel supported in a time of need and you can make a lifelong impact on somebody by just giving them a smile or giving them a card and a hat. And it's just something that makes me feel good. And I know it's helping other people. Um, I just really enjoy it. Wow. Yeah. So like we talked about, you know, people join for all different reasons and that's some pretty heavy stuff of what motivates you to be a part of this. And I really, I thank you. I have to share this because you are so sweet after you had the table event and all of the kids on campus were um, writing messages to Ollie. I remember you text me and you said, you know, I showed my mom a picture of Ollie and right there that just warmed my heart so much just to know that you truly care about what you're doing and it's not just a resume builder. Oh no. Yeah. I get invested. Like it's something that I feel connected to the kids that we work with and I love watching their journey of how they're progressing and different things like that. So it's really, it's something special and it's a really unique experience. And I feel an attachment like to you guys. And there's another family that we've worked with um, for like a couple years now. Um, But yeah, it's, really special. Um, One last thing to wrap it up. Um, If there are other students that are listening, I'm here in Massachusetts and you're down in Connecticut. If there's other students that are listening in different states, how would they get involved or figure out if there's a campus crew on their campus? Yeah. So um, I think the first thing they should do is A lot of um, schools have a website where they can look at the different registered organizations. Um, So that would be the first thing is to check out and see if they have a Love Your Melon crew or a Love Your Melon club on their campus. And if not, you can actually go on to the Love Your Melon website. And I believe there's an option to start a crew near you. Oh, Um, wonderful. Yeah. So if they want to, they can build it from the ground up and start it. I know There's been a lot more um, campuses starting to do that. And right now we have 840 
um, campus crews all across the country. Um, wow. So it's, yeah, it's really a big community and it's something special that we're able to touch so many lives from California to Connecticut and even like in Texas, all over the country, um, we're able to help kids. Wow, that's incredible. It really has grown a lot. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. Well, Maria, thank you so much for your time. And I really, really appreciate you talking about Love Your Melon crew and also the Love Your Melon um, headquarters organization. And if anybody has never heard of Love Your Melon, feel free, Google it, go right on to loveyourmelon.com. They have a whole bunch of really cool um, inventory, whole bunch of hats and some other um, accessories, running accessories, things like that. I think they actually still have the headbands the running headbands yeah I think they have running headbands they have the knit ones they have blankets now oh yeah it sounds like they're really expanding their inventory which is nice because the winter hats are great but in the summer you don't want to be wearing that so (laughs) exactly exactly so so that's really cool um so definitely if anybody's listening and you want to just check out the inventory um, just remember that anything that you purchase, uh, and Maria, correct me if I'm wrong. Once they purchase a hat, a hat is donated yes. to a child. Okay. So, um, check it out. And if you have any questions about anything that we talked about, you can, Maria, can they contact you, um, directly or would it be best if they went through me first or what do you think Um, yeah whatever um they can definitely contact me directly if they would like um my email address I think the best one would be c h a p p a m with the number one at southernct.edu um and I'll be able to get back to you as soon as I can Wonderful. And if anybody wants to either email me at my allmamacare at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook, on the Facebook page or through the Instagram, one way or another, we'll get your questions answered and we can always provide you, you know, some more education if it's something that you're considering getting involved in um, on campus. Definitely. So, Again, Maria, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I am really looking forward to seeing you. Well, you might be. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to be graduating yet, right? No. (laughs) Okay, good. We're still. I'll be there. All right, good. So it'll be really nice to see you again. And I now I feel like the pressure is on to plan something really good. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure something out. Yes. Anyway, thanks so much, Maria. Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Tune in next Sunday to hear my interview with Tara Garrity, author of Making Cancer Fun. She shares her daughter's diagnosis and how she chose to laugh in the face of cancer. Tara offers practical and tangible suggestions for parents to help guide their child and the entire family unit throughout treatment. She offers creative, tailored ideas and worksheets to help launch families into a world of choices and laughter while in the midst of a treatment world that seems limiting.
She educates us on the science behind laughter and how that can be one piece of the puzzle to recovery.